Welcome to the Coach Haas Podcast, powered by Sports Rehab PA, along with our sponsors, Wheeler Sports Technology. Wheeler Sports Technology is a sports performance company specialized in software development, assessment devices, and sports training equipment within the field of athletic training and rehabilitation. Buy Optimizers Masszymes, 100% plant-based, naturally derived, best digestive enzyme blend out there right now. Highly concentrated with enzymes that digest proteins, starches, sugars, fibers, and fats. Helps to relieve indigestion, gas, bloating, and fatigue after meals. Take it with the meals to enhance the digestion and nutrient absorption. Also helps to improve recovery after hard exercise and hard efforts. So go to buyoptimizers.com and use code JUICY for 10% off. Kaler Core Training Systems. The Kaler Core Column Training is the next step in the evolution of strength development, preventing training injuries, and elevating core fitness to maximize athletic performance. The column core is used to help remap the central motor patterns for functional movements to ensure that the movement quality is efficient before loads and demands. Helps to increase strength, flexibility, and speed by 16%, reduces training injuries by 75%, works quickly in six short weeks, helps to strengthen the core in the back. Used with multiple Olympic level athletes, NCAA athletes, as well as pro athletes in the NFL and other sports. Visit KaylorCore.com to find out more about the training systems. Also, check out Fit Life and Sports Rehab, Ivy Rehab, for understanding the systems as well in this facility. Endurally Endurance Products. If you're tired of the marketing hype, ineffective ingredients, and lack of clinically dosed products, then you need to start checking out Endurally. Basically, it's made off of years of research and countless hours in the lab dedicating to validating the ingredients to give endurance athletes the best possible in performance. These ingredients and products have been tested on different individuals, different sports, and validated through training and the results of the athletes. There's no fluff, no fillers, no false promises. Everything that's on the label is in the product. If you want to check out these products and understand where you're getting the best quality for your supplements, check out EnduraElite.com and use code JACKED and JUICY for 10% off. This is a podcast that was inspired by our curiosity in several areas, and some of those include sports performance, sports injury, team training, recovery nutrition, ACL rehab and recovery, personal development, and fitness entrepreneurship. We also have a 15-minute segment called The 15-Minute Juice. It will be a continuation of the podcast just in shorter clips, answering questions on physical therapy, rehabilitation, return to play after injury, training, and all things fitness. It's fast, it's concise, it's juicy. All right. So, uh, Mike, we're back on to the podcast here, which is wonderful. Uh, we've kind of been 
Really busy with a lot of different things that we've got going on here at the gym now that Ivy Rehab is in the building. Um, this is, it, it's just, we, we've been so crazy busy. We, we started a series with um, having a few of the athletes that, that, Mike, that you and I have had together. And, um, you know, we, we have two or three more that we want to do. But in the meantime, we were able to squeeze in um, a marketing director from Whoop. And if you're not familiar with Whoop, people out there that I'm talking to, uh, this is a really educational, great podcast that we're, we're bringing to light. Uh, Mike and I have been speaking with a lot of local coaches and teams. And so we're going to find that this is probably going to benefit them an awful lot. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here because I do not have a Whoop strap yet. Mike does, and Mike has been trying to convince me to get one. So we brought on a mediator who's got a lot of experience with that. So um, I want to introduce, introduce Justin. Justin, um, welcome to the show. Awesome. No, Joe, Mike, happy to be here. Really excited to chat with both of you. And uh, Joe, hopefully I can sway you to, uh, to the side Mike and I are on and uh, get you on whoop soon here. So super happy to be here. Uh, excited to chat with you. Listen, I, I do a lot of plugging, you know, and Mike does as well. I definitely have to plug the, the Whoop podcast. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of the, the podcast, you know, prepping for the show, but, but as well as really getting educated and understanding the value behind it and, and, and what it really provides and, and, and what it, you know, maybe the, the differences be, between other uh, types of measurements that are out there and, you know, what the difference is between this. But before we do any of that stuff, yep. kind of give us a background of like how you've got to the position that you are, what your position is, yep. how you got to that and, and give us a little bit of your background. Sure. Yeah. Happy to do so. So awesome to hear that you listen to the Whoop podcast as well, Joe. Um, that's actually sort of how I found myself uh, here working at Whoop. So I'll get into that. But, you know, a little background on me, I grew up playing every sport in the book, you name it, basketball, football, baseball, you know, so on and so forth, track and field, was always somebody throughout high school, even going into college, really, really pushed myself, pushed super hard, working out, definitely never gave myself kind of the breaks that my body probably needed uh, day in and day out, which we'll certainly get into the recovery piece of that down the road. Um, actually, one of the reasons I'm excited to be here, I actually went to school. I went to UConn uh, to be a physical therapist. So clearly I did not that any further, but that was my career in a different life, um, which I was super excited about. So I finished up undergrad at UConn, um, you know, kind of had this idea of going to grad school, getting into PT. I had injuries throughout high school, spent a lot of time rehabbing in PT, um, which led me to have an interest in the career and pursue that field. You know, I got out of school and I kind of said, geez, I don't know if I want to go right back to grad school for three more years. I'm kind of ready to jump into some life experience, right? So I did what anyone who's going through maybe a quarter life crisis would do. And I went out to uh, Martha's Vineyard and bartended for a summer on, uh, on the island there. Wow. So All that right. was quite cool. It was, uh, it was a lifestyle I don't know if I could keep up for more than a summer, but certainly had some fun, <laughs> met some good people, which yeah. was great. Um, and, you know, when I was out there, I made a connection to an individual who is pretty high up um, in the software world of technology up in Boston uh, for a company called Toast. And that was my previous company prior to coming to Whoop. Spent about four years there in a variety of roles, you know, from customer success uh, to sales. And I loved it. Loved the people I worked with, thought it was great. However, 
being a highly competitive individual where my passion in life is sports, you know, I'm still a rabid sports fan. I work out every day. I love it, live it, breathe it. I was looking to transition to something that aligned with that passion, whether it was in the health and fitness industry, I kind of knew, okay, the PT thing, I didn't want to pursue that further for me. You know, I've still found myself at PT over the years here and love it, but wasn't a career I was going to get into at this point. So I was actually a Whoop user um, prior to coming to Whoop. And I started using Whoop about three or four months before I started as an employee. And to be totally honest, I saw the benefits it had on me, not only in my training, my performance physically, but how I was performing at work and from a mental standpoint that I literally said, I have to work there. <laughs> so I, I sought out some employees um, who I made connections with over LinkedIn and stayed in touch. I said, hey, you know, if a role opens up that aligns with my background, please let me know. Would love an opportunity to interview. And I uh, had that opportunity. And here we are about nine months later, which is really exciting. So kind of getting, I know that was long-winded, but getting to the end here, um, my official title is an account executive at Whoop, which means a few things. So I primarily am working with athletic teams who are looking to bring Whoop on board um, as a tool for their athletes, okay? I also work with a lot of corporate businesses who are rolling Whoop out as an employee health and wellness benefit. Wow. Now, we can certainly get into both of those a little bit more, but the synergies between any organization, whether it's a team, um, a technology company, um, you know, a construction company who's rolling Whoop out, they're not only looking at performance from a physical standpoint, but they're viewing the individual as a whole, you know, as a holistic human being. Mm -hmm. How can we roll out a tool that's not only going to help with performance on the field, on the court, whatever it might be? but also that's gonna support their mental health. That's gonna help them sleep. That's gonna help them be their best at whatever they are doing in life. So that's a little bit of what I do. It's a ton of fun, love doing it. Get to speak with people like yourselves every day, different coaches, teams, businesses. Uh, every day is a little different. So long-winded, that's the background on me and uh, where I sit at Whoop. That's incredible, that's incredible. Mike, go ahead. I, we, we started jumping into our conversation here and we forgot about our co-host, Mike. And Mike's always, <laughs> he's always ready to fire away with some questions. Um, you know, this was, this totally. was mainly, uh, you know, him bringing you on. So I really want him to, you know, get his fair share of questioning in here. So Michael, go ahead. Well, I mean, I love what uh, they talk about on the Whoop podcast um, and analyzing like the results. product you know that the health benefit has <laughs> i'm like if you're going to spend money on something why don't we look at this so yeah. i've been using it for two years now because i'm the same way justin uh you know trying to train obstacle course racing and doing you know spartan race and stuff you very easy to go down this wormhole of just training like balls to the wall every day yep. you just crush yourself especially when it gets nice out in the spring and the summer you want to be outside all the time in the heat doing stuff and you don't really look at like what effect that workout had on you or what effect the week prior training had on you and then what other factors are contributing to that your sleep your hydration 
nutrition and just your, your habits. Like, are you just anxious all the time? Are you, <laughs> did someone piss you off? And that was made you be angry for the next six hours because you couldn't let it go. So then it messed up your workout. I mean, you know, these are really cool things when you look at human performance. And in this facility, we're dealing with a lot of not only the active adults out there on the gym floor, you know, bringing the DECA Fit affiliation in here and trying to, you know, inspire people to be more active in kind of less intimidating, intimidating everyone. Those for a lot of people that want to do that stuff, but also all the high school, college athletes who get in here. And like you said, you know, a Joe's friend stopped in before who's a coach and he wants to get a whoop for his son as well as looking for his, uh, the hockey team. And, you know, the, the issue we deal with is the kids are playing like tournaments, three games on a Saturday, and then they practice the next day. And I'm just saying, what is wrong with these coaches? You know, and I don't care who's offended by that because I just want to question what the rationale is. What, what are we reinforcing with practice at that point? And we're getting to the point now with these, with the things like whoop and understanding recovery, the recovery is a bigger piece for the performance than the training or the extra sets you did or the extra workout that having your body rested could give you better performance metrics than just that extra work. And now we're looking at trying to get the coaches and the players and the parents understand rest is okay. And then it doesn't mean just sitting on the couch for the whole day, but what can we do during that rest period and how do we track that as being efficient? So that's what really got me excited about using the whoop and then talking to somebody who works for the company to help explain that to the community to understand, you know, why, why it's effective. Yeah, absolutely. No, Mike, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head there. And I think it actually leads nicely into kind of how Whoop got started, which I'll go over quickly because it actually aligns ex exactly with what you just said. Okay. So Whoop, our CEO and founder, Will Ahmed, uh, he was the captain of the Harvard squash team. Uh, I think back in 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. I don't want to butcher that too much. Um, <laughs> he was, he was somebody who's a hard pushing individual. He was training super hard, going through the everyday demands that a college athlete goes, goes through. And he really didn't know what he was doing to his body. Right. So if you hear the stories from him, maybe you've heard it on the podcast, but he would push, push, push. And then his body would fall off a cliff Yeah. and the results were either injury, right? He overtrained to the point where, you know, he couldn't get out of bed or whatever the case might be because you weren't realizing how important that recovery was. Right. So that is kind of the basis for how whoop was founded. So we'll start reading all of these medical papers. I think he went through like 500 of them, even more probably to understand what he was doing to his body. So whoop was really born out of this idea that like you were saying, Mike, overtraining and just pushing, pushing, pushing probably isn't the answer. And I even look back to when I was playing sports in high school and playing everything else that I was doing. You know, we had a strength and conditioning coach and our coaches, we would all do the same conditioning program every week, every day. And <laughs> while I was 170 pound running back in high school, and I thought in pretty good cardiovascular shape, from a physio physiological standpoint, myself, and our offensive guard, who is 260 pounds, were probably responding very different to the wind sprints we were doing every day, yeah. right? And I look back, that same offensive guard, he had shoulder issues throughout high school, always dislocating his shoulder, always having issues, hips, shoulder, you name it. And part of my mind goes to, you know, sure, some of that might've been a freak injury. We're always gonna have those as both of you know, 
But how much of that was a result of not building training specifically to individuals and doing something that's so broad stroke, right? Where we know that's probably not the answer. So to answer your question, that's how Whoop was born a little bit. Um, from there, you know, our early adopters of Whoop guys were Michael Phelps, LeBron James. Those were two of our first 100 users. Um, I think Whoop did a really good job of first building a great product and making it as great as possible before going out to the masses, right? So what that allowed us to do is we tuned in with the elite performing athletes, the 1% of the 1%, and they, we weren't paying them to use the product back then. They simply saw the benefit that Whoop could have for their performance in their fields, and they kept using it, right? Now, from there, like you were saying, Mike, there's all kinds of products out there if we fast forward 10 years here um, that you can use. I think where Whoop fits in, it is a tool that's now widely available that tons of professional athletes and top performers use to unlock their performance that now the everyday individual, and I even classify myself now as a weekend warrior, right? <laughs> Just going to the gym, doing yeah. work every day. Um, that's available to everyone, whether that's a youth soccer team, whether it's an NCAA division one basketball team, whoever that might be, it is widely available to better understand things like sleep recovery, so on and so forth. So I hope that sets the stage with a little bit of the background on Whoop there. <laughs> now there's three things that I wanted to chime in. I see Joe's getting ready to say some, but it's just because yeah. of our audience that we're targeting here. Sure. understanding the recovery, if we have a team that's on it and especially some of these really competitive teams and they're on a weekend tournament and you're looking at the recovery is that'll get you to basically understand playing time and stress levels. If some of the players are really, really not feeling it, how can we cycle them and strategize a little bit more and minimize injury? But also, like you said, depending on the different size and the levels of, of the kids, how that strain affects them differently or you know, you're really beat up after this, this game or this tournament, what are some other things we could add in to make sure you recover better for our tournament or our games the next day, hydration, sleep, rest, any other, these other tools, you know, fill out the journal on how you're feeling, but, you know, also looking at um, the, uh, with the females too, you know, other factors that weigh into it. And there's been a lot of research coming out. They've been talking about in correlating female athletes, menstrual cycle, and their recovery there. And since we deal with like a ton of females in here, especially female teams, I think that's very important for the coaches, the parents and the athlete to be aware of. But if you have something that you could easily wear and be able to look at that data, now you can kind of curtail a little bit what's going on. Totally, totally. And just to expand on the recovery score a little bit there, Mike and Joe, uh, for the parents or anybody out there who's not as familiar with Whoop, um, you wake up every day as a Whoop user and when you open your app, the Whoop app on your smartphone, you have a recovery score, okay? This is essentially how ready your body is to adapt to strain or stress throughout the day. Now, in the case we're talking about here, that's gonna be a lot of physical stress, right? We're talking about athletes. But for an everyday individual as well, that could be mental stress or performance at work. So that recovery score is a really good indicator of how ready you are to perform, essentially and whatever performance means to you. So that score is on a scale of zero, or I should say one to 99%. So going through what that means, 66% to 99%, you're in the green. So if you've seen Whoop commercials, hopefully you see in the green, 
that means your body is primed to take on strain. You're ready to go, you're ready to rock. Push, push, push. In the yellow is really gonna represent a baseline, okay? That is 34% to 66%. What we see a lot of high-performing individuals, people who are pushing very hard, you're gonna spend a decent amount of the time in the yellow, right? I always say, if you're in the green seven days of the week, there might be a little bit more room to push because <laughs> actually high yellow scores means you're pushing yourself and your body is responding and you're breaking down a little bit, right? So finally we have red, which is 1% to 33%. This is essentially indicating that your body is not fully recovered and your body needs more rest. One thing I really like to emphasize here, guys, is that a red recovery does not mean you are going to go out and perform poorly, okay? That's really important because we wanna get away from the idea of an individual opening up the app, seeing a red recovery and getting in the mindset of, oh my God, I'm gonna miss this basketball shot today. I'm not gonna be able to shoot my free throws. That is not the case. We have stories about professional golfers, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy. They've woken up with red recoveries and they've shot some of the best rounds of their lives, okay? What we wanna be mindful of with red recoveries is trends over time. Any of us could wake up with low recovery score. Maybe the dog was up, you know, we just couldn't sleep good, whatever the case might be. Dog it's, in the bed. Right? Dog in the bed. You know, I had a super late meal. I wasn't digesting well. Who knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> what we want to keep an eye on is the trends over time. So from a team standpoint, Mike and Joe, if you're a coach of a soccer team that comes on board with Whoop and you're looking at our team dashboard, where you're able to view those high-level recovery scores of the athletes. Let's say everyone is doing pretty well. We're in high yellow, a lot of green scores. But then, Mike, you're a striker on the team, and all of a sudden we see it, you have two and three red recovery days in a row. That's probably an opportunity to build an active rest day for you, right? Maybe the rest of the team is responding fine, but maybe you have stuff going on outside the field mm -hmm. that's making you recover more poorly or not as well, I should say. So that's how we view those recovery scores and it's the trends over time. Um, so I hope that's helpful to kind of break down the recoveries. And then certainly like you mentioned, Mike, a lot of the work we're doing on menstrual cycle coaching and female physiology is really, really important and really exciting, right? Because I think, and we think here at WHOOP, it's been something that has been under-researched and underrepresented in the past mm -hmm. because we know training throughout the month there through a menstrual cycle is going to vary and it's going to be very different during different times. So within the WHOOP app, we actually have menstrual cycle coaching now that is live for our female individuals, which is very, very neat. Wow. That is pretty cool. So to go and, and, and talk a little bit more about um, the, re, um, the respiratory rate and why yeah. is that so important in the recovery? I mean, you talk sure. about that a lot on, on, on Whoop, on the podcast, and you hear that. And, and so some people might not understand why the respiratory rate is such an important piece. So why, why is that an important piece to recovery? Yeah, great question, Joe. And respiratory rate is, over time, it's a relatively stable neck. So Mike, you know, from being a Whoop user for almost two years now, if you're going about your normal life and you're doing everything you would normally do, you know, your respiratory rate is going to stay pretty consistent. Okay. We are really going to only see deviations or meaningful deviations, I should say, 
in respiratory rate when something is wrong, okay? That can mean a few things. That can mean you're getting sick. Um, we did a ton of research with COVID-19 and how respiratory rate correlates to that, which I'll hit on in a minute. But certainly respiratory rate, a little spike in that can be an indicator of overtraining as well, right? You're not allowing your cardiovascular system that time to rest and respond and remain at that baseline level. So something really, really exciting and that a lot of our teams and individuals and just WHOOP users have used that respiratory rate metric for is to actually self-diagnose themselves with something like COVID-19. So if we rewind now to the first summer after COVID-19 started, really powerful story out of the PGA Tour, uh, Nick Watney, who's a PGA golfer, uh, many of you may know him, mm -hmm. but he actually, I think they were testing the golfers on the tour because they kept the tour going that first summer, uh, 2020. And they were testing every Monday, I believe it was. So Nick Watney went in for his weekly COVID tests. It came back negative and he was warming up for the upcoming tournament that weekend, right? On Thursday, he actually woke up. He didn't do anything out of the ordinary. He felt fine, no symptoms, but saw this massive spike in his respiratory rate which he looked at that and said, geez, that's not normal. I should talk to my doctor. So he actually called his doctor. He said, hey, I have this crazy spike in my respiratory rate. I should really get tested. And they were like, listen, you got tested Monday. You're fine. You're good to play. You're negative. He said, no, you know, look, I don't feel sick. I have no symptoms, but this isn't normal. I've never seen this before. Sure enough, Nick Watney got tested Friday, tested positive for COVID and was asymptomatic and potentially saved, we say, a catastrophe on the PGA Tour. Because had he went and played, that could have shut down the entire tournament and the tour for weeks to come. Yep. So what followed there is Jay Monahan, the uh, commissioner of the PGA. He actually procured over a thousand whoop straps that summer for everyone on the PGA Tour. Not just the athletes, but everyone. Because respiratory rate is such a good indicator, specifically for COVID, but illness as well. So that's where that comes from with respiratory rate. And I hope that's helpful, Joe. Yeah, that Extremely. happened uh, with Will when he got sick and it showed his, his trends. And when yep. he was asymptomatic, he tested, uh, he, yeah, he actually tested positive. But when he was feeling kind of crappy, he tested negative. So it took a while. But just to see the data went out of the body underneath. And when it first came out, we didn't really know how to screen for us. We're taking temperatures and looking at all this stuff. But it's really that respiratory rate tells you what's going on. Absolutely. Yep. It's a really powerful metric there. Now, the other thing too, that, you know, I like to expand upon too, you know, with, for the coaches to understand and even the athletes is, you know, if we're doing a lot of, uh, we treat a lot of ACL tears here. We know it's sure. a massive Whitfield sports, but also preventative. There's a lot of correlation with fatigue contributing to the tear, the velocity, the fatigue. So what's happening in that game and the breakdown, and then with the sensor wearable technology we do here using that Dorsa V system, seeing it, that it does repeated movements. And after a time, you see what happens. Okay, maybe one squat looks good, but when you're doing like 10 or 20 in a row, you know, and you can even test it after they did like a fitness gauntlet and then see what happens when they're broken down, that fatigue correlates to more aberrant movement. So now if you have something that's tracking their fatigue, you know, we could kind of correlate that with issues going on. Absolutely. Yeah. And Mike, to hit on that point a little bit too, there's, there's a handful of, of results we see after A, teams or B, just individuals come on to WHOOP. Um, and one of them, we've done a lot of studies with teams who come on board 
and really powerful statistics we've seen. After three months of wearing Whoop, we've seen a 64% reduction in injuries among teams that wow. we met. Wow, that, that's so, highlighted. <laughs> it, it's, it's bold and highlighted in all of our decks and everything we pass along. Um, but I think there's a few reasons for that, right? And I think this, this almost takes a house. But if it's on cardboard cutouts, the house is going to collapse at some point. So if we're ignoring sleep, like we traditionally have for so long, I mean, I look back to when I played sports and Mike, Joe, you might have too. How many times growing up did a coach or trainer say, hey, let's take a look and talk about your sleep from last night? Probably never happened, <laughs> right? And I look back knowing what I know about sleep now, and that absolutely amazes me and blows my mind, right? Because we know the impact sleep can have both from a physical standpoint and then a mental standpoint as well. So we love the term here at Whoop, you can't manage what you don't measure. And if I went ahead and asked you, Joe or Mike, if you're not measuring your sleep at all, and I said, how much sleep did you get last night? You're probably going to give me an answer like, hey, Justin, I went to bed at 11 and woke up at seven. So I got eight hours of sleep. Right. Where in reality, you spent eight hours in bed, right? You weren't actually asleep for those whole eight hours, which is a very small piece of the puzzle. So when we look at WHOOP and these outcomes we see of reduction in injuries, we see an increase in heart rate variability. So you're better responding to stress. A lot of it starts with sleep because what we see is if you can start to manage your sleep and measure it, you're going to be more mindful and have a better understanding and education of sleep. So we always talk about if you spend six hours in bed, but you're getting four hours of deep sleep and REM sleep, I would argue you might be better off than somebody who spends eight hours in bed, but gets one hour of those restorative phases of sleep. Right. Right. So really cool with whoop and Mike, you see this right each day, you're going to get your sleep staging broken down to see, see how much REM sleep, how much deep sleep, how much light sleep you've gotten. And you'll begin to understand the behaviors and what is influencing the quality of your sleep. Okay. So once we see that, and I mean, we did a study with St. Paul's uh, high school out of New Hampshire about a year back where we actually gave whoop straps to 375 students there, high school aged. After three months of wearing whoop, they were sleeping on average one hour more per night, which is pretty incredible. With that, some of the impact there, heart rate variability went up. What does that mean? They're better adept to, you know, to stress. Resting heart rate decreased. Their quality of sleep went up as well, not just quantity. So all these things we see, once you start to manage and measure your sleep, we see these positive impacts, which is very cool. Now, if a, so if a coach pursued to get this for the team, what would that look like for them in terms of managing, because you said it's a team dashboard. Sure. Is there a way that they could go on and see all their athletes and says, so how does that work? So I only see it from the individual yep. perspective. So how does it work for a coach? Yeah, awesome question. So first and foremost, from a privacy standpoint, I do want to hit on this. Every individual owns all of their own data. Uh, that is first and foremost here at Whoop. Privacy is super important to us. So if a team does come on board to start, everyone owns all their own data. Okay. Now, when a team comes on, you do have the app option to set up a team dashboard. So if individuals are comfortable opting in to sharing their high-level Whoop data on a team dashboard, they can do so. What that looks like 
is granting explicit consent where the individual knows exactly who is viewing their data and what data is being shared. Because we understand this is sensitive biometric personal data, okay? Now, on that team dashboard, Mike, you've probably seen if you're any part of any community teams in the Whoop app as well. It's gonna be similar to that, just with a little bit more functionality, but the data that can be shared is gonna be your recovery score, your strain score, and then your sleep performance scores, okay? What we found is that is the data that's A, gonna be most helpful for a coach, a trainer to take a look at, to say, how are our athletes responding to training and games? Are we sleeping enough? Because if I have an individual who is, you know, red recovery for four days in a row and nobody else is, but they're only sleeping for three hours a night, we probably have an explanation there, right? We don't, we don't need to redo our whole training program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just, hey, Joe, spend more time in bed, <laughs> right? So that is what the team dashboard would look like. How we see that used, again, we look for those trends, but it can be used in a variety of ways. We have teams who are traveling a lot who have actually shifted their travel schedules to better align with recovery scores that they're seeing of their teams. So you get that really powerful data. Again, the individuals know exactly what's being shared, so they are comfortable with it. I have to jump in real quick and apologize. Yeah. I'm hoping that that little piece where I wasn't there still was recording you guys so we don't miss that piece in there. But I've been, I've been listening, then I realized I was on mute there for a little <laughs> bit as well. So yeah, the technical difficulties Difficulties still continue with Coach Haas. I thought I was freaking tech, tech savvy, but apparently not. So <laughs> anyway, I am listening. These, these are great questions that you're asking, Mike. Way to, way to just pick up and just keep on going there with that. Um, I do have, I do want to play a little bit of devil's advocate though. And I mean, sure. we talked about this. Um, so of course today I forgot my regular watch that, that tracks certain metrics. It tracks my heart rate. It tracks my steps. I can go on there and do a couple of different things as far as workouts and obviously time and all these things. The whoop strap has no cover face yep. it has, or no face cover. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of those other metrics to it. I can't look at it right away. Why would I do that? If I have one of these watches from one of these other companies, what would, why am I getting a whoop strap? What would, what would convince me to, to get a whoop strap? Absolutely. No, it's a good question, Joe, because like we know, there are a million different wearables and things you can purchase on the market, right? So why Whoop? I think it comes down to a few things. I'm going to start with the hardware piece first, because we haven't really touched on that. And certainly the watch face that you just mentioned, Joe. Now, when Whoop was first being founded, one of the principles that Will, our CEO and founder, always talked about was that they wanted to build a product where they believed a wearable should either be cool or invisible to wear. Now, with a lot of our different colored bands, Mike, I don't know what color you have, but I have this uh, yeah, nice this yeah. golden maroon one. You got the black. We'll have to set you up with a, uh, with a colored band soon, Mike. I'll, I'll get you one out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I still wear the default black one too sometimes. But right, it's pretty slick looking. But then on the flip side, Joe and Mike, with the new Whoop 4.0, you can actually unclip the sensor and wear Whoop on five different body parts, which is pretty revolutionary. So if you look a lot of <clears throat> why that's important, let's say you have a volleyball team who is bumping like this, yep. a Whoop strap or a wearable on the wrist 
probably doesn't work for them, right? So to have that flexibility where you can actually take the sensor and now wear it on your chest, your bicep, your hip, or your calf is really, really cool and a very functional aspect to whoop. Um, I mean, think contact sports even. Having that ability to keep it on because all of a sudden, if you are wearing a wearable and you have to take it off every time you're practicing or weightlifting, you're now missing a big piece of the day where you're either a building strain that's going to be contributing to your recovery, so on and so forth. So to make it truly a 24 seven wearable, we've built in a lot of that flexibility with the new 4.0, which is really exciting. Now, cool. Joe, from your standpoint too, outside of the hardware, there is a lot of wearables out there that are going to measure your heart rate. They're going to tell you your HRV. We know that, right? It's going to tell you the time. One of the powers of Whoop, I think, is that it is a totally passive fitness wearable. So it's not another device where, you know, if I'm in high school, I'm, I'm checking Instagram, I'm sending text messages, I'm taking yeah. calls. You could go two days and simply never interact with Whoop. You could forget it's on. Not many people do because they get pretty obsessed with the data but it is still collecting all that critical biometric data to provide actionable feedback for you. So totally passive, non-invasive, which I really like. I have enough distractions going on. Most of us do. Right. The thing I needed is another, is another ping, ping, ping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So now from an actual data standpoint where I think WHOOP differentiates itself, like we were talking about, you can get a heart rate measurement from a lot of different devices where WHOOP separates is that it's going to take all of these things, measure your biometrics, turn it into strain recovery and sleep, which is great. One, it is clinically great accurate. So we actually fell within one breath of a polysomnogram and one heartbeat of an EKG in a double blind crossover study, which was done at the University of Arizona. So highly accurate. It then takes that data and provides actionable feedback that's forward looking. So what I mean by that, and Mike, you know this as a user, but you know, instead of just saying, hey, Joe, you slept six hours last night and you've built this much strain today, Whoop is going to say that. But the next step it's going to say is, hey, Joe, you slept six hours tonight or last night. Here's how much strain you should build today. And here's what time you should be in bed tonight and how much you need to sleep in order to peak perform tomorrow. Wow. So it a lot of the guesswork out of that for yeah. you by analyzing your recent trends and your current data, which is really, really cool. Now, before moving on, guys, the other piece I'll touch there, at its core, Whoop is a behavior change tool. And what do I mean by that? The best feature in my eyes, there's a lot of good ones, but my favorite and what I think has the biggest impact is our Whoop journal. So every day, individuals can customize their own Whoop journal where it's gonna ask a series of questions of behaviors you sometimes do or do not take part in. Couple examples, I wake up every morning and I log about 10 to 12 behaviors in my Whoop journal. It's gonna ask me things, did you take a cold shower yesterday? Did you do a sauna? Did you eat a vegan diet? Did I take vitamin B? Did I wear a sleep mask? The list goes on and on, right? What that then does is if you fill out that journal at the end of each month, you get a monthly performance assessment where it's gonna quantify and actually draw the relationship between the behaviors you're taking part in and your sleep, your recovery, so on and so forth. So for example, for me, 
I used to be the guy who every day, almost every day, afternoon cup of coffee, like clockwork, right? Two, three o'clock would come around, I'd have my afternoon cup, maybe two sometimes. And I thought I was sleeping good, but I was always waking up feeling groggy. This was about a two year span. Mm. After wearing Whoop, I actually noticed that when I would log a cup of coffee or caffeine after 3 p.m., my deep sleep was decreasing by something like 25%. So me, I'm highly sensitive to caffeine. It would stay in my system for a long time and would decrease my deep sleep. So what did that mean for me? I've changed my behavior. Certainly, it doesn't mean I never have an afternoon cup of coffee. But if I know I need to be sharp and on point the following day, I'm probably going to stay away from that. So to be able to manage and measure those things is how we see those behavior changes down the road. So those are a few. It's almost a little bit of preemptive work there as well. Interesting. Exactly. So those are a few of where I think Whoop differentiates itself. Um, But I hope that's helpful for you, Joe, and bringing you the good side. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, to kind of touch in on, you know, what Mike was talking about with the teams, um, how, how do we see that? What does that look like on a weekly? Uh, they, do they see that weekly or monthly progress? Is that daily progress? How do they, the coaches can see that every day, right? That's, that's daily progress on the, on the athlete or not. Yeah. I shouldn't say progress, but, but they're the, measuring them. I could, I could view that daily. Totally. So if you're a coach working with a team, you can log into that team dashboard daily um, to view how athletes, you know, their recovery scores, their strain scores, their sleep scores. You know, you could filter that out, uh, Joe, by week, two weeks, months, however you want to look at it. But one thing we also like to do and we find really fascinating when we do bring teams on board is actually putting together some aggregate and anonymized insight reports to actually show the impact WHOOP is having on the team as a whole. And what I mean by that, let's say a soccer team comes on board with 25 athletes. Well, if they come on in January and they're sleeping on average this much, how has that changed in April after four months of wearing whoop? So being able to actually show that and quantify that is something else that can become really powerful. But certainly from a day-to-day standpoint, a coach, a trainer, physical therapist, if they are granted access to the team dashboard. With that was Adam. my next question because I'm seeing these kids come in here. And, and again, I go through the daily questions with them, just like a parent, you know, like yeah. uh, how did you sleep last night? Did you, did you eat before you got here? Are you hydrated? Like they can say they're hydrated, but they, they don't know if they are or not. Right. They could say that they slept, you know, but we don't know. But now if I granted access to this as part of their program coming in here, I can see that on, on a, you know, a um, per session basis. I don't necessarily need to see it every day, but I can see, I can look at that and see like, all right, if they're coming in on Thursday, I can see what they did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then make a better assumption of what I'm going to do with them in this session, whether they can even handle the load that I have prescribed for them that day. Totally. Or do I got to call an audible and change that around for that day? Totally. And you'll see those recovery scores, the strain scores, Joe, Um, any of those more granular behavior loggings that I just talked about, those are all totally private to the individual. Um, However, you know, one thing we do see with coaches, trainers, if they do want to see, hey, I have an athlete who's recovering from an ACL injury and we're doing cryotherapy, right? To see how that's going to impact their recovery once they're, you know, 
X amount of weeks out of surgery. You guys know better than I do what that would look yep. like. Um, they can certainly share that with you manually if they're comfortable doing it. Gotcha. Okay. So from the team dashboard perspective, you'd be able to log in and see what are those recovery strain sleep scores to better understand, hey, is this individual ready to be pushed today? How have they been trending over the last week or two weeks? Gotcha. Awesome. Mike, how do we wrap it up here? Uh, I mean, I think this is all great information. I think it just really helps again to explain to the listeners, you know, what the whoop is going to do. I mean, I, I really would love to see a lot of these teams on it. I mean, the, the soccer is so competitive here and I know any of the coaches, parents, you know, I might listen to this. They're going to know, they know they want their kids to be successful. And I just don't understand like how far we could push the envelope. You know, the injuries are, are out of control. The ACLs are through the roof. You know, these kids are exhausted they got to come for PT on top of stuff. So they're trying to do practice, homework, and PT. You know, the motivation level's not there. I get it. So, you know, how do we, like, limit the severity of the injuries? And, you know, if they had to come in for PT for some stuff, is just a course of four weeks of something, of movement retraining, or are we talking about months because they, they just are exhausted and they can't do the right thing? So I, it's just a no-brainer to me on, on signing up for this and getting the kids on it. I mean – instead of spending $200 on a pair of cleats, I mean, I, I just think that this would be more, you know, the investment would be worth it because you have so much insight on what you're doing. And if you're going to play year round, like a lot of these kids want to do, you want to go to college and play on a high level. Why wouldn't you want to know how well you're performing? Because if you just have that much more advantage and understanding, it just makes sense to me because I think that's the direction we're moving. I, I think training programs aren't a secret anymore. Everything's on Instagram everybody's got some type of crazy workout. I mean, nothing is like a secret. It's not like, oh, well, if you do this training program, you're going to be awesome. Or if you eat this, you're going to be great. Every athlete is different, you know, and also genetically, but it's also, you know, anyone can post a workout. It's not like if you do that workout X times a month, you're going to be awesome. It's how you fit that into your algorithm. Because some athletes train a little bit differently or they have different work schedules or even Olympic level athletes or sponsored athletes that have families and stuff, how do they fit their training in? I know a handful of uh, Spartan athletes and in, in OCR that since COVID weren't, couldn't be hundred percent sponsored because you know, the sponsors couldn't pay to, to hold them up. And so they had to go out and get a job. And then now some of the sponsors are coming back and now they're working full-time and training and they're actually better athletes now than they were when they were full-time sponsored because they're making the time worth it and they're managing their time better, you know? So it's the efficiency of the workout, but it's also the efficiency of the recovery, you know? Do I really need to, you know, I, do I, I gotta make sure I get that extra sleep or do I really need to do this, this extra rep or set of something like the mentality of, oh, well, your competition's doing one more, but it's like, you know what, but you just worked an eight hour day. So just hit what you gotta hit. And, and then let your body recover and that's going to put you even forward, but to actually see that laid out, uh, you know, I just, again, just emphasizing the power of it. I think it's just awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, a couple last notes on my end. I'm, I'm sure you guys have to wrap, but Mike, exactly what you just said. I love the quote from coach Nick Saban down in Alabama guy who's had a little bit of success, right? He <laughs> talks, he talks a lot about the capability gap. And that is essentially where an individual is relative to what they're capable of. And at a very high level, especially for high school age students and that age group, WHOOP is a tool to help close that gap with education around things like sleep and recovery. 
Because if we can wrap education into sleep and get individuals thinking about, geez, what behaviors are leading into either high quality or low quality sleep, and then how that's impacting my following day, both from a physical and mental standpoint, the impact of that is going to be so far reaching. And it's going to be something they carry with them to college and beyond, because we're never going to stop sleeping, right? It's something we're all going to start doing. And, and I should say, keep doing. Um, but with that being said, it's a habit. If we can get good sleep hygiene going in formative years, it's going to be really, really important. And that's going to have a result on things like injuries, sickness, mental performance, emotional, you know, everything goes from there. So I know we didn't get a chance to touch on too much of it and it may kind of change, you know, the uh, case by case, but what does the investment look like uh, as far as a team or as an individual? Yeah, absolutely. Great question, Joe. Um, it is different. Uh, we actually have a team program where I always encourage this rather than individuals just purchasing whoop, especially if a lot of members of a team are coming on board. The reason being is we pair you up with our customer success team here at Whoop, who are all amazing individuals, super knowledgeable, because we don't look at our team relationships as, hey, Coach Mike, here's 25 Whoop straps for your athletes. Best of luck. You know, hope injuries go down, <laughs> right? We actually want to provide education and onboarding to all the athletes so they understand, hey, here's what Whoop is, here's what it's measuring, and here's how I get the most out of the product so I can see the most benefits, okay? So it's very much a relationship that's reciprocal on that end. We want you all to be successful. So we wanna lean in the education piece there. Now, another piece of that with the team program, you do get access to that team dashboard. So if you just purchase whoop straps on your own, that does not include a team dashboard or a customer success team. So what that looks like is much more of a program and then we also want to align with a coach, a trainer, whoever it might be to say, hey, you're rolling out whoop. What are your goals for this, right? Is it, hey, last season we had seven ACL injuries <laughs> amongst our starters and we need to see that number come down. Okay, well, great. Let's talk about how we can, you know, evaluate overtraining and how we might be able to get those percentage of red recoveries down because likely that's going to impact the number of injuries that we see. So we really work with you there um, to identify how we can be successful as a team that is using Whoop. Gotcha. All right, Mike. I know that uh, I'm bouncing it back to you one last time. You have any other uh, last questions for Justin? I think it would be cool somehow we, you know, we get a team on it and you are able to collect that data. If yep. we could correlate that with the sensor wearable technology and the other things that we're doing in here in terms of the ACL, because we are doing a lot of research and stuff in here. Um, some other leaders in the industry that are working with some of those pieces of equipment and gathering data and tying it all together is, you know, the movement mechanics and the deficits we see. And then once we improve the movement mechanics and they're moving better, the other aspect of that, the nutrition, the sleep and the fatigue. And if you start improving all these metrics, then we have a, a better a super solid athlete. So that's where we're kind of pulling in all the pieces here between the system we're using, whoop, some of the other training systems, you know, the nutritionists that we network with and trying to take all these pieces we've been trying to network with over the past couple of months and pulling it together into one facility. So everybody understands how it works. It's just right now we're trying to grab all those ends and tie them together, but we want the community, everybody to understand what it all means. And it's not just marketing products, like you said. If there's a reason why we're choosing this, 
and how it pulls in. This is all part of a bigger algorithm. And if you really step back and think about it, you know, when you, when you say your son or your daughter is an athlete, well, athletes based on performance, and these are all the things that allow you to perform. So by neglecting it, you're not going to get anywhere. So I don't understand why you wouldn't look at this because now we have such a more understanding of human performance. Like I said, that you, you can't be blind on it anymore. Like, I think it's going to come down to when it comes to performance now is probably who could dial in these metrics the best and then the genetics, you know, and, and it's not, you know, who's doing more reps, who's doing more sets, all these other things that we used to think counted. It's really all these other things, you know, and the more dialed in and the more that that spread is closed in to the athlete, the better they can perform because eventually you're going to come to athletes that are the same size, same, same genetics in a way or, or same ethnicity. And they look very similar. It's like, how do you choose? What's the, the difference? Theory? Exactly. Yeah, what's look, the difference? It lives in, we can't do a whole lot about our genetics, right? right. We can learn a new skill through practice yeah. training. Sure. But it's on the fringes with that influence and behavior management where individuals set themselves apart. Right. Because if you have somebody who, again, like you just said, Mike, same genetic makeup, they run the same 40 yard dash time. Well, if one of those people is saying, okay, what are the modulations and recovery things I need to do in order to keep myself in a state that I'm ready to perform in rather than overtraining, they're going to go a lot further than the person who just pushes, pushes, pushes because they think they can, right? And they're not utilizing these tools. So- I mean, I think the work you all are doing is it's amazing and totally agree. We'd love to have a team come on board and, uh, and see what the impact would be. Justin, I can't thank you enough for your time. I know we had this scheduled a couple of weeks ago and we ran into some issues. So I appreciate you being flexible with your time and, and being able to get on here and give us a better explanation. The next time we talk, I'll have a watch. Love it. Love I'll it. watch. I'll have a, I'll have a, uh, a, a, a whoop strap. Joe, I have a, I have a t-shirt on the back. I'll have to send you one of those with the whoop strap as well. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Hey man, again, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And, um, uh, here we go, Michael. Yeah. Justin, uh, email us the information so we could try to set something up to our facility and then anyone who's listening, we could look at that. So I know we want to move forward. One team is interested and then going from there. And we kind of go through that process and get that going. Where's the, yeah, give us some contact information, whether it be you or Whoop, how would, how would people find out more about this? Yeah, absolutely. I think if there is a specific team that wants to come on board, um, that would actually go through me at that point. I'd be able to help out, facilitate what that order would look like, answer any other questions they have. Um, if anybody listening is just interested in trying out whoop and getting whoop strapped for themselves, which I hope we actually, we get a few more people based off this podcast. Hopefully, uh, did use, my coach, use coach Haas as your code just to see what we, what we get from that. So coach Haas, use that as your code and, and, and see what we, uh, you know, we get from that. Exactly. And I mean, that's, that's the next point, right? If there is a lot of interest from the individual level, um, Mike and Joe, I'll send you some information, our community and affiliate program. Perfect. Um, if you did want to go ahead and apply for that and sign up. So I think that'd be awesome. And then certainly I can help out with the teams as well. Fantastic. Again, appreciate your time. You have a great week, Michael. We're out of here. All right. Thanks. Great to talk with you. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Take care.